0: Rationale. You won't die, usually. FDA. Good old FDA trying you don't wanna to get, go after more and more cigars. You don't want to get bit by a yellow spotted lizard.
1: You will die painfully.
0: Dig it up. Oh, oh, oh. Dig, it. dig Dig it up. up oh, oh. Come on. Dig it up. Oh, oh. FDA is going to have to dig All it up. Right. on oh, oh. Their own research because they Ready. don't have shit.
1: Fucking do it. What's going on, everybody? Today's episode of The Burndown. New New research contradicts the flavor cigar band. They want to ban flavor cigars. They say it's because it's going after children, but that is not the case. We're going to talk about it coming up next on The Burnout. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back another episode of the Burn Down. My name is Justin, a.k.a. Dapper Cigar. This gentleman over here is Eric, a.k.a. Brother Cigar, a.k.a. Slick Rick, a.k.a. DJ EJ, a.k.a. E Z E. e Damn. A.k.a. your mother's favorite DJ.
0: Damn, that was good. That's a lot of them.
1: If you're new to this channel, hit the like button hit the subscribe button. Hit the (laughs) bell. Check out our website, BurnoutPodcast.com. Become a member. It's five bucks a month. You get exclusive discounts and members-only giveaways. Also, check out all the merch we got. Eric's wearing the polo, which hasn't come out yet. I got the Cheers Chin Chin Salud shirt. Check out our cigar, the Blueprint. I'm wearing the hat. We got it all.
0: We got cutters. We got lighters. We got the whole shebang. Blueprint cigars. Check it out. Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Flying Cigar Company. Visit flyingcigars.com for all your cigar needs, including our cigar, the Blueprint. Flying Cigar Company has been a valued partner of the Burn Down Podcast since we first launched the Blueprint back in July of 2022. Not only are they the
1: exclusive online retailer for our cigar, but they have a great selection
0: of sampler packs, accessories, and humidors. And one of our favorite things about working with Flying Cigar Company is a portion of each sale will go to a veteran organization so you know... You're representing a good cause. So visit flyingcigars.com
1: and get your blueprints today.
0: New design ashtrays, which I like better than these.
1: Yeah, so we had these are all the black ones. These were the old design. Now we got white ones that came in. We could probably go back to the
0: black ones. We're probably gonna have multiple colors. But hey, a new cigar report came out and we want to talk about it. We love we love yes. shitting on the FDA. We love telling them that they don't know squat about cigars and they're not giving us our fair shot at giving us our own damn definition. So this one has been in the works for a while. They've been going after flavored cigars. And uh, this report that just came out a couple of days ago from the PCA, which is a premium cigar association. Well, you a know, couple of days from when we're filming. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I know because it, no, it's
1: it's September eleventh is when this article came out, yeah, right? But
0: when it comes out next week or two weeks, you know, it, it'll be
1: two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> but we can just say it just came out.
0: It did. It actually no, it, that's a good
1: point. It did j- kind of just come out because a lot of the articles that we talk about, I know it's a good point. Were, we came
0: out from, like maybe and most a of the time, of years ago, so you know, and and just like anything else, you know, most people don't want to read the article, so that's why we have people like us. Just like how. In other industries, I don't want to read articles about crime or uh, sports. I just want to watch a video. And someone can tell me about it.
1: I don't want to read. Period. Yeah, Well, I
0: like to read, but you know, do not you? Let uh, me. Let me ask you. Do you honestly like to read? Like, no. For the uh, yes, for the longest time, no. I didn't have. I didn't like to read. I made my mom buy me every single Harry Potter book. Didn't open one page of it. Um, I really only started reading until I got older. But you like? Do you like to read? Like yeah. you
1: sit down and you look forward to reading hmm?
0: I don't believe you okay <laughs> don't believe me. no I know I mean really I do I haven't uh I haven't read in a few months, but no I think uh I do enjoy to read just- or do you like what reading
1: what the result of reading gives you
0: oh yeah I like you to- know what
1: I'm saying like do you, does anybody, like for instance working out do you really like to work out like do you like putting your body through all that s- that stress? Um, or do you like the results that working out gives you
0: yeah like i don't like waking up at five o'clock in the morning and sweating at 5 30 in the morning and but i like being done by 6 30 having lunch protein shake ready fully dressed right feel totally energized for the rest right. of the day right yeah i mean that I, so yeah i mean i like same thing for reading i like do i like really being sore the next fucking day do I like my
1: chest feel like it's gonna cramp up no but do i like looking good
0: yeah, no, but no, <laughs> I like I being like in to good read. shape. I, I do like to reading. I, I know, like, you know, I can wake up, you know, whether I have a cup of coffee, read a few pages, but more or less, I like to read more because I like to say, yeah, I read that book, or hey, I learned blah, 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 blah from this book. And uh, I like what you get out of it, just like anything else. Yeah. But no, for a long time, I didn't like reading. But then I realized, you know, every millionaire reads books. And,
1: and I think it also depends on what you're reading.
0: Yeah, like I started reading like a lot of like mafia books and like mob stories and stuff like that, and then I started getting more. Well, I was really reading like mafia stories of back in the day and like La Patanza heist and all that stuff, and then also like self help and entrepreneur books. And now it's really more just like entrepreneur and still the same self. Yeah, because
1: sometimes I will pick up a book and even like the self help or the entrepreneur, I'll pick it up and just can't really get into it. I'm like, I just. I know I want I want to read the rest of it because I want to hear I've heard a lot of good things about the book and I want to see what like what the information's in there. Sometimes I just can't get in. I'm just like, I can't get into this book. I just
0: maybe well, it's, it's the way that it's written or whatever. But, but I put it down, pick like, some else I want read like three or four self help books depending on what it like the it's topic the is. Same, really. it, you know, it's all yeah, it's all the same stuff just said differently. Um, so. So this. Where were uh, we? I went on a tangent. Yeah. So this article that just came out recently, before I had to go, you know. Did I, it just come out? <laughs> God damn it. I don't even like my cigar yet. But um. Uh, so it it came out, and it's been in for a while that they're going after flavored cigars, essentially saying this article in a nutshell. We'll go through the whole thing, but saying that it's gauged towards children and specifically targeting targeting minorities. And not so good neighborhoods, which is ridiculous. So we're gonna really dive into it and talk about why that is such a horrendous and kind of insulting accusation that the cigar industry is trying to do.
1: Yeah, so Let
0: me light like the cigar. Yeah, off. like
1: while Eric lights that this this article is on um dot org. It's a I think it's a PCA article. Yeah. Uh written it's got by the logo PCA right there. September eleventh, twenty twenty three. The title of the article is New Research Contradicts Flavored Cigar Ban Rationale. Okay. So, like Eric was saying, is that there is this new, um, I guess, the FTA, uh, FDA. FDA. I'm sorry, F- FDA. I was reading CTP and, and FDA at the same time. It's, there's this emergence of a new FDA-funded research challenges the agency's justification For the regulation and prevailing assumptions asserted by anti-tobacco interest groups. So what's it saying is is there's new research that contradicts this proposed ban on flavored cigars. And the proposed ban on flavored cigars, they're saying that it is because it's targeting certain groups. It's targeting minorities. It's targeting
0: um, certain, I guess, under
1: privileged yeah, cause, health because it has you know it has
0: vanilla or it has you know even like bourbon flavored cigars but why would younger people be attracted to a bourbon flavored cigar beats me but they're also
1: talking about this term health equity being that it's like people that are not in equal positions of good health which yeah so
0: i as i'm reading this, i think it's complete bullshit to be all right i don't even back, know okay? what it means i they, they mentioned health equity quote health equity a few times so i had to google actually what it means. so it says Health equity, the state in which everyone has a fair and just opportunity to attain their highest level of health, which I don't really know even know what that means. Yeah, so don't eat shit and exercise. Yeah, duh. So, <laughs> you know, it starts off saying, you know, flavored cigars have long been under scrutiny for their alleged appeal to younger individuals and their potential mask to taste the tobacco. Um, let's see. The pending rule on characterization of flavor in cigars, we see a shift in, quote, health equity, where the rationale rests upon an obstinate, ub? Unsubstained notion that the Scarnishery targets minority groups with flavored products. So, again, they're saying it goes after children and minority groups. And th- this is... Yeah. So... That's what the
1: FDA is saying. So, the F- so they're saying that it, it goes after these groups, right? But then the next paragraph, <clears throat> it says clearly, it says neither the agency nor the anti-tobacco nonprofit organizations that are calling for this flavor ban, have credible data on youth usage nor evidence of product-targeting specific groups. Yeah, youth
0: usage of flavored cigars. Yeah, of flavored cigars.
1: Yeah. I'm just trying to not read through the whole thing. But they say... We do it anyway. Uh, therefore, they couple youth access with the, quote-unquote, health, healthy equity... Buzzword for better political narrative. So they're basically saying they don't have any data to show that youth people are using this, nor do they have any data showing that this product is targeting specific groups in this quote, quote unquote health equity. So they just lump it all together and then label it under healthy equity buzzword. So it, it, you it know, ropes everything together. Typical politics. So yeah, exactly. They, they, typical politics. They like to use buzzwords to make it sound a lot yeah, better make it than say, yeah,
0: confuse everybody. And that's
1: funny, too, because somebody will say, oh, healthy equity, and they hear the he- the equity word. They're like, oh, my God, it's not equal, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And we look it up. It says, oh, it basically means that people aren't in the same... Again, opportunities to get the best health that they have—the
0: state in which everyone has a fair and just opportunity to attain their highest level of health. Like, just think about that for a second. How does everyone in this beautiful country not have a fair and just opportunity to attain their highest level of health? Yeah, it's called don't eat crap
1: and exercise. Uh,
0: Like, that's so—that's such a
1: political buzzword. It's so ridiculous, and I can understand. Like, I. What, what could that possibly mean? That there's people that are in certain areas that don't have access to, like, good foods?
0: Okay. But even if that's the case, you can still work out. You can go outside. Yeah, you don't need you shit. You can work out in your room. You don't need shit to work out. Even Literally if, nothing. Or even if there's, you know, uh, if you're sur- – I, I, I find this hard to believe. But if you're just surrounded by bad food, there's no food, good food, quote-unquote, then just you have to ration – Your poor But that's that's also... I think that's also bullshit, too. Because, like, even... Let's say you're living off of of food stamps,
1: right? Don't food stamps work at grocery stores? Like, you can take a food stamp, go and get milk, eggs, meat, all that stuff.
0: That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. You you have... You can find... No matter where you are in this country, unless you live There's in, a grocery store. There's a grocery store, and there's healthier and healthy foods. Right. The, the bad foods aren't always the resource.
1: And that's the problem, is that everybody claims, oh, I'm not... I don't have the right opportunity. No, you just choose to eat like shit. Yeah. Okay? Everybody is... There's a grocery store fucking everywhere. And if you can't... You're getting... If you're getting food stamps living off of the government, you can use the food stamps to get healthy options. Like, you don't have to use them to get fucking, you know, a, a cheese wheel or something. Like, yeah. or Or a... Or some processed bag of pork rinds. Like, get a freaking get some eggs and uh, and milk. So, it says, uh, okay. So they don't have any evidence that say that it's credible. Any credible data on youth usage or evidence of of the, this product targeting specific groups. Uh, they said that that they just rope it all together to use the bu- buzzwords, just like political people do. They say, however, purchasing patterns and consumer profiles show that legal adults consume flavored cigars especially in the age-gated pca membership so they're saying that although they they come on and say oh uh targeting towards young people targeting towards you know areas that don't have the same health opportunity uh
0: that's not that that that, i'm just excluding that well that that makes no sense they
1: come in here and they say it's targeting toward youth people youth people smoke this People that have bad health, smoke this, blah, blah, blah. And they go, you have no data to prove that. If anything, the data proves the opposite of that. Because the data that they show, it says purchasing patterns
0: show that flavored cigars are purchased by adults. Legal adults. And let's not forget. this is (laughs) Not kids. And it's it's towards the end of this article. But let's not forget that, at least in New York State, you have to be 21 to buy any kind of tobacco product. Whether that's cigarettes or cigars. Yeah. If, uh, in the eyes of the United States... You can enter the military by 18. So you're basically considered an adult at 18. And if not, you're definitely considered an adult at 21. So tell me where your children in high school are buying flavored cigars. You want to hear something? Let's, let's, let's flip it on its head. You want to know something that
1: children abuse in high school? Vape, fucking alcohol. Oh,
0: well, of course.
1: You don't see any ban on alcohol. You don't see any ban on this and ban on that and saying no. alcohol is targeted towards kids. If anything, alcohol is putting fucking kids on a can. Okay? Putting kids on the can. No. That, nobody says any boo about that, but they say for the, well, the small... And, and, to, and alcohol, beer is a huge fucking industry. I love beer. I love beer. <laughs> okay? You don't see them saying, hey, kids are
0: they're going after kids. Meanwhile... Guarantee, it's probably a thousandfold. But it goes back to just a lot of things we always say when it comes back to this about tax dollars. This is is such a small... That's what I'm saying. Small group. That's what I'm saying. Why waste all your time and resources going after this?
1: But that's what I'm saying. That's my point is that we are such a small group and they're going to go after this. Meanwhile, alcohol, I guarantee that the amount of... Like the percentage... Of high school students that drink alcohol versus c- smoke cigars. I, gar- cigars. I guarantee, cigars, I, guarantee yeah. I guarantee you, it's it's got to be like ten thousand times or a hundred thousand times. Like, how many high school kids do you have in the country? There's three hundred fifty million people. Let's call it, I don't know, a quarter of that, right? Let's say a quarter of infants, a quarter of, uh, I don't know, call it. You know, know, 350 million. Yeah. I don't know. Call it like 50 million kids. Yeah. Let's say there's 50 million kids. Hey, see. I guarantee you see. out of those 50 million kids are, are high school students. See, Google how many
0: high school students are in the country. Total children, 73.1 million. So. So what does it say? Se- 70. Finding. Yeah, this is the census of 2020. So 73.1 million. How many kids under 18 are in the U- U.S.? Uh, la, la, la. In 2019, 73, um, 73 million Americans, about one in five, were under the age of 18. Wow.
1: So listen to this.
0: I'm listening. Okay. So you said how many kids?
1: How many kids you said? 70 something million? 73.1. Okay. So this says this is from underage drinking national statistics from responsibility.org. So it says the rate of current alcohol consumption increases with increasing age, according to the 2020 National Survey on Drug Use and Health, from almost oops, from almost one percent among 12 to 13 year olds, one percent of 12 to 13 year- olds, which is to nearly 17 percent of kids ages 16 to 17, and 32 percent from 18 to 20. So a third of kids, 18 to 20, that's when you go into college, are drinking. And it says 17, so almost a fifth. I would argue that it's higher than that. I would argue it's at, it's at least a quarter, right? Because how many kids do you know in high school drank? Fucking everybody,
0: right?
1: 80% but That's what minimum. I'm saying. So now you have this industry, right, where alcohol, multi-billion dollar industry, mm-hmm. and you got... let's call it 20 to 40% of kids. Because, you know, when you get to... Let's say high school kids, 20%. Because the 18 to 20 is not high school. 20% of high school kids are drinking alcohol. Out of the 70 million, that is 14 million kids drinking alcohol. Underage alcohol. Crazy. Okay, from from 14 to fucking 18. But you have this cigar thing that... Nobody's drinking. Nobody's smoking cigars. It's got to be less than fucking. It's got not even not even on a, on a radar. Not even on the scale. Okay, it's probably no like comparison. Less than like a tenth of a tenth of a tenth percent of, of kids are smoking cigars. But you want to come out and say ban fucking flavored cigars. But you don't see any push against mm-hmm. uh, against the alcohol.
0: Mm-mm. Here's the, this, and this is the other preposterous part of this. Ooh, you like that word? Preposterous. Love it. Here's the other preposterous portion of this article that the FDA is. Erroneous. Erroneous. You know, for the longest time, I never knew what that word, word was during that movie. That's like uh, that'd be the best part. Erroneous. Yeah. On all accounts. Yeah, on all accounts. And I had to Google it, and I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. So this is the other stupid part of this uh, of this quote-unquote uh Let's see. Reason why they want to ban flavored cigars. So the recent study exploring the presence and type of premium cigar retailers with neighborhood socio-demographic correlates in the United States between 2019 and 21 examines the Premium Cigar Association membership to make the case for, again, health equity. Reasoning for the flavored cigar ban, PCA memberships predominantly sells non-flavored premium cigars, but most association members are also aromic or infused cigars such as barrel, bourbon barrel aged cigars. So, for the people who don't know what sociodemographic is, like I didn't know how to Google it, (laughs) again, it's a combo of social and demographic factors that define individuals in a particular group of population. So, to continue on this point, uh, so they say a central uh, point around this assertion that flavored cigars are intentionally marketed towards minority communities exploiting alleged preferences for flavored cigars. According to available, again, here's another big word they use, amicable data, most flavored cigar products are not disproportionately available in minority neighborhoods, but the studies document higher odds of a store being a cigar bar or a lounge for retailers located in neighborhoods with higher proportion of black residents. So I continue on. Um... Which may contribute to inequities in tobacco related diseases and disabilities. Being a cigar bar, <clears throat> being a cigar bar requires patrons to be over the age of twenty one. Where, where adults enjoy cigars and spirits paired together. Key word there Adults. 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 Okay. You ever heard somebody say adults instead yeah, of adults? I don't get it. It's like pillow. It's pillow. What? People say pillow the fuck is a pillow? Yeah, exactly. It's a pillow. It's a pillow? Yeah. That's like people
1: say bagel. Yeah. Fucking bagel. It's a bagel, dude. It's a fucking bagel, dude. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, I'll take a bagel.
1: Can I have a bagel and creme cheese?
0: Uh, no. It's a fucking bagel. Mm, don't And creme cheese. Okay. So, here we go again. the fuck is a pillow? This data indicates that black residents are more likely to purchase these products, a.k.a. flavored cigars which strikes the chord of the notion at youth age and availability. The findings dispute the idea... uh, I'm sorry, hold on. Let me bring this back. The data indicates that black residents are more likely to purchase these products in an age-gated venue, which strikes at the chord of the notion of youth usage and availability. The findings disrupt the idea that that they systematically target specific racial or ethnic groups with flavored cigar offerings? All right, I have a theory. Okay, theories are good. Okay,
1: they're talking about, um, like how flavored cigars are targeting underprivileged areas and targeting youth. Okay, I have a theory. Hook it up. In, if you're in like a let's say you're in an underprivileged under okay, let me re- rephrase this. Let me rephrase this. How many convenience stores and gas stations are there in comparison to cigar lounges? Rough estimate. Five times, ten 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 to one. Ten ten to one. What do you typically see in a convenience store and a gas station when it comes to smokable products? Non-premium cigars. Non-premium. You see the backwoods. The wine flavored Swisher sweets, Back, uh, the berry a flavored, flavored Black, black of a Miles, the vanilla flavor, right? So, do you think that the reason that they're saying, or the reason that they they see, quote me, see, or say that these cigars are targeting to the young kids is because it's just more readily available in convenience stores? Right? Kids are going into convenience stores. Kids go into gas stations. There aren't cigar lounges in underprivileged areas, but there is a 7 Eleven and there is a gas station, and they're not going to carry a fucking Padron. They're going to carry a berry flavored white owl.
0: But it still goes back all the way to saying you need to be 21. No, I get that. I get that. No, no, I know you do. I'm just saying, so there's like, just with that basis alone, you need to be 21 to purchase any tobacco related products. Right. So, how are you stating it's going after the youth? No, it's not. It's 100% not.
1: But I'm just saying when they go, oh, it's, uh, it's you know, the underprivileged areas are buying more of these than premium cigars. Yeah, because the underprivileged areas don't have a cigar lounge. Because cigar lounges are for people that have disposable income mm-hmm. to go and sit in a cigar lounge. Mm-hmm. You're not going to put one of those in an area that doesn't have disposable income. No doubt. But you will have a convenience store,
0: and you'll sell a berry-flavored white owl for a dollar. I mean, they talk about it in here. They they talk about how it's it's offensive, you know, to these different demographics. Let me see here. Um, the study aims to persuade people to believe there is a health equity <clears throat> gap because of the indoor secondhand smoke connected to cigar bar cigar bars or lounges. Cigar bars and lounges have advanced ventilation systems, often required by state regulations or local zoning ordinance. Absolutely, you know, there, how many times have you been in a lounge where it it you can't see anything? Not. Uh, very few. Not not too many times, right? Maybe in here. So, uh... Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe in here. Our <laughs> maybe ventilation in the isn't stew. Maybe uh, in the stew. Let's see. Uh, this, this diversity within the cigar industry challenges the stereotype that flavored cigars are a monolithic entity aimed solely at a particular demographic. Advocates argue that banning flavored cigars is a protective measure shielding vulnerable popula- uh, populations from potential allure. Uh... First, the choice of legal age adults to consume a product, legal product in an age-gated environment should be an essential factor to consider. Second, the offensive premise of this regulation is insulting to minority communities as it as it rests on a belief that these groups cannot make informed decisions for themselves and that the government must come in to make a decision for them. This is an insult to the diversity and inclusiveness of cigar shops, lounges and bars across the country that bring people together across race, creed, socioeconomic status, religion, and political affiliation. And I just want to say one thing about uh, where it's saying the government, you know, wants to make this decision for them and let them, you know, minorities can't make educated decisions because they just can't, they don't have the resources and they need the government. There's a video out there that I've seen that, they, they go to, like, a prestige college. The guy goes to a prestige college, asks all these young, young, predominantly, like, uppity white people, <laughs> right? <And laughs> uppity white people. Uppity white young students and also, like, professors and older uppity white uh, people at this school. And they ask, uh, you know, do you believe that in lower-income areas they know where their local DMV is? And they're like, no, I don't think so. Do you know how they would find resources? And they talk, start talking about how uh, it might be hard for them to find where the DMV is because they don't have internet access. I they, think uh, I've uh, seen this. And it's ridiculous. And they're just saying all these terrible things. People obviously who don't live in these areas are saying these most preposterous things. They don't have internet access. They don't know how to use the internet. They don't know where the DMV is. They don't carry around driver's license. So then they go to, like, the city. They go to, like, Harlem or some kind of yeah. low income area and they just start interviewing people and they're like, Do you carry your license? Yeah. Who doesn't carry their license? Yeah, it's right here. Do you know where your local D M V is? Yeah. It's on Forty Second Street and you know, in, you know, Harlem over there. Blah, blah blah Do you know do you have internet? Yeah, who doesn't have internet? It yeah. just it's just like this big disconnect. Yeah. And it what I'm trying to say is that, you know, the these uppity white people in college is like the government saying, Oh, we have to help these people yeah. because they don't know how to function in society when it's like, no, we're capable adults yeah. We're educated. We make decisions for yep. ourselves. We know what to do. So it's just typical garbage government bullshit. I think that's that same
1: guy or a very similar guy did something with. Uh, he said that when people th- say that others are offended by X, Y, and Z, he goes into oh, he, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. dress he dresses in a sombrero, and yeah. I I don't I don't know. I don't know what the what the outfit is called if it has a name. He's just like he just like but, a Mexican, a but, Chinese person. Yeah, like he dresses in a in a Mexican outfit of Mexican culture with the colors, and it's like a like a poncho style thing. Yeah, it yeah. probably has a specific name. I don't know it, but he has a sombrero on. He puts a, a mustache on or like a little goatee, whatever, and he dresses of Mexican culture, and he goes into uh, he college. goes to like a college and he goes to just non. Uh, Mexican descent people, right? People of, of not of Hispanic or Mexican descent. And he asks them. he goes, do you find my outfit offensive? And one girl was just like, well, are you Mexican? He goes, no. She goes, yeah, then that's offensive because you're not Mexican. You shouldn't be wearing that. Goes to another person and said, yeah, I think that's very offensive to the Mexican culture and I don't think that you should be wearing. All these people are like, yeah, it's offensive. Yeah, it's offensive. Yeah, it's offensive. Then he goes to a Mexican town and and goes to, like, a Mexican bar, and he starts asking all of them. He goes, do you find this offensive? And they go, not at all. He goes, right, you yeah. look great. That's fucking awesome. And then he goes to another guy. He goes, do you find my outfit offensive? He goes, no, man. You look
0: good, man. Yeah. You look good, brother. Yeah. That's great. And he has a cheer. He's drinking with them. Yeah. And none of them are offended. They're all, like... He does that He does that with, like, you know, like, either a Japanese or a Chinese yeah, outfit yep, with yep. the hats. And they're like, yeah, that's extremely offensive. You're not... And they're like, no. We're, so it's, you're celebrating us. This is great. We yeah. love this. So it's literally. The the exactly what you were saying before, and exactly what this what I was just saying is the point
1: of the people that try to make the laws are those people that that say that it's offensive or say that they don't know what to. Or it's those are the touch. those are that's the government that's making laws thinking they know what's going on. Meanwhile, what's really happens is like no, you're that that's not what's happening at all. Just like with the Washington Redskins, I was
0: just gonna say that right? I was just gonna
1: bring that with up with the Washington Redskins. They had to change the name to the Washington Commanders because they said red Redskins were offensive. Meanwhile, they asked majority, they asked like, you know, 185% of white people said, yeah, it's offensive. 85% of black people said, yeah, it's offensive. Then they asked uh, Native Americans and
0: like 2% found it offended. They're like, no, it's <laughs> it's a way of celebrating our culture. <laughs> and like, our, no, I'm our not name. offended by it at all. Like, I really don't give a Listen, shit. I have America better things to do. America is a melting pot. <laughs> America, so is built, America is built on immigration, different countries. That's how America is built and it's all about intertwining and celebrating each other's cultures, backgrounds, yeah. holidays. So it's like, it's so ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous how far, how far stupid we become <clears throat> recently in society. Yeah. And it's just government is just. I think people are waking up, but uh, it's just. Really God, stupid. I hope so. It's just really stupid. Anyway, so anyways, um, that's gonna do it. That's that's yeah. a short episode. It's a thirty-minute mark. Yeah. So that's it. So again, FDA, the government's trying to tell you and tell us that cigars, flavored cigars, are Don't being listen. are guided towards youth. And minority backgrounds and minority There ain't community. no data to support that. No, there's not, and it's just so typical. And on another note, we want to give a shout out or Tony Gomez, LFD Cigars, just became uh, one of the board members of the Cigar Rights of America. Did you see that? Oh shit. Previ- previous burned down guest, Tony Gomez. Oh yeah, hell oh, yeah. Uh, the son of Lito Gomez of La Flor Dominicana Cigars. Just, Hell, yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Just got on the board for Cigar Rights of America. So shout out to Tony Gomez on that. That's pretty big. Uh, that's it. pretty big. But um, again, another, we wanted to bring you some cigar facts. Of course, people are going to disagree with us and say, this is stupid. You guys don't know what you're talking about. Don't care. Yada, yada, yada. Show me facts. <laughs> show me data. Where, show me the money. Show me where... Flavored cigars and companies are saying, we want children to smoke this. Show me the money. So if you guys like this episode, please hit that like button on YouTube. Please hit that subscribe and hit that bell so you'll get notified every single time we drop a new video. If you're listening to the podcast, either Spotify, Apple, Amazon, wherever it is, give us a five-star review. Give us a nice review. Verbally type it in. We love Eric and Justin. These guys are the best. Blah, 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 blah. We really appreciate it. And uh, become a member on our website, burndownpodcast.com. Exclusive discounts, monthly giveaways, and you have 15% off the Burndown Podcast. And believe it or not, we're the actually- blueprint. What do I say? The Burndown <laughs> Podcast? <laughs> well, it's made by the Burndown Podcast, the, Blue the Blueprint Print. Cigar. We're actually, last month's giveaway winner of the website, he actually declined the prize, which was- He did. Uh, signed Burn Down Ashtray, Cigar Cutter um cigar torch and blueprints and he said hey is that offer still do uh, do a 30 minute virtual hearth available and we said sure so after this episode we'll be hanging out with him for 30 minutes so sign up burndownpodcast.com justin and eric brother cigar dapper cigar cheers chin chin salute love you guys